We're going to be looking at the, the third uh, Beatitude, so we have appropriately sung uh, numbers uh, one, two, and three. Uh, you, may look, you may have noticed on your bulletin uh, insert there that uh, I've got a shout out to John Calvin this morning. And I do. I have an amazing, amazing thing, having read uh, a sermon that he preached on the Beatitudes, and I'm thinking, this guy has got it. He's got a deep understanding of the Word of God. We knew that. But he's also got a powerful insight into the heart of people. And what better treasure is there in life than to know God and his word and to know the heart of men? He has seen uh, that the problem with people today, and this leaks into the church as well, the problem with people today is that we are proud rather than meek. We are proud rather than meek. When provoked, I'm citing Calvin now, when provoked, uh, our venomous tongues spit out poison. And every time someone is offended, it it is like lightning strikes down on that person uh, in one's anger. And people may say, I want to be gentle, and patient, and meek, but that's just not the way I am. He goes on to say, we must hunt with the hounds, because to be a sheep is to risk being someone else's dinner. We, too, resist being sheep, and would rather be the hound. So it is today's Beatitudes in the workplace, in the world, go something more like this. Successful are the arrogant. They are the ones that reach their goals. Applauded are the cutthroats. They deliver on time and under budget. So it is, this world is resistant to meekness. And in moments of clarity, we will admit that we too have that same problem. But we are blessed, we are encouraged to see the progression uh, in these Beatitudes. Beginning with the poor in spirit. Uh, Blessed are those who are spiritually broke, who are spiritually destitute, who get it that they come to God not to give him something in order to get a pat on the head, but in order to get grace and mercy and the ministry of the Spirit from him. Praise God. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Because they are also the ones that mourn. Um, God have mercy on me, a sinner. When you are able to say, I am poor and destitute apart from the grace of God, when you are able to say, God have mercy on me, a sinner, then you are in a position to be able to love other people. Then and only then can we come to the third beatitude and, and say, okay, I get it. This is how you become gentle. This is how you become meek with someone. A perspective that uh, I've come to uh, over the last uh, number of years uh, is, is that one aid 
in loving and, and, uh, and being gentle and being meek with relationship to other people is to have the deep understanding that the amount of wisdom they have right now, and sometimes we might think it's not very much, the amount of sanctification they have right now is exactly what God, by his Spirit, has given to them. So I should be less patient than God? We are able then, as we come to understand God's mercy to us and to them, we are able to act then with meekness. Now meekness, what it is not, it is not being weak and wishy-washy like a, a weather vane on the top of a barn that sort of goes wherever the wind goes and just doesn't stand for anything, doesn't make a fuss, doesn't, doesn't rock the boat at all. Um, it, it's not timid. And it is not passive when you should be strong. Do you understand that? Being meek is not being passive when God calls you to do something hard to serve another person, to address evil in one's life or in the world. And you've got to love Nathan because it was with restraint and with tact that he softened King David's defenses. It took a while. It took some time. It told a story. But then he was able to say, you are that man. And David's heart was broken. It could have cost him his life. But he chose the path of meekness and courage. Meekness then, I'll define it this way, is gentle strength under the Spirit's control. Meekness is gentle strength under the Spirit's control. There is an ability that the meek person has to keep his or her own desires under control in order to see the interests of another person met. I'll control myself because I'm more interested in helping you or you or you to meet your own interests and goals. And we run up against the, the grain here in our hearts, don't we? Because we are so often more concerned to promote ourselves than we are to edify others. Here's a sentence I want to unfold for just a minute. This is really getting to the heart of it. Um, what we need to be attentive to in our own hearts is when you are upset, when you are offended, and passive when others are. When you are upset because you've been offended and are without passion when others are. It, it, we, um, weak, weak people then fight for their own rights. They react when they are hurt. They use force when they should be gentle. They react to personal attacks by their own personal attacks. They are quick to defend, as Calvin said, like lightning striking. And they are also passive when they should be strong. God calls us to come alongside those who are mistreated, 
to, uh, to address the evils that are happening to other people. And so the meek person combines humble boldness with courageous strength. Humble boldness and courageous strength. Think of, think of the life of, of Moses. Young Moses did not start out being a meek person. In fact, in fact, one of the early scenes we have of him in, in the book of Exodus, he resembles more uh, the Denzel Washington character in Equalizer. I mean, he's after. He's in vengeance, man. I'm coming after you. He killed an Egyptian who truly was whipping uh, one of the Hebrew slaves, and yet uh, uh, Moses uh, justified that by, that by saying that he had a right to be angry, and he had a right, therefore, to inflict vigilante justice. So what does God do? He picks him up by the scruff of the neck and he takes him out to the desert. And he says, until you learn how to tend sheep, you will not be able to tend people. And that was a 40-year lesson. Sheep do dumb things. You've got to be patient. You've got you to care for them. So it is shows up again in, in, uh, in Numbers chapter 12. Um, Aaron and Miriam uh, criticized him, and they actually came after him um, uh, ostensibly because he had married a, a foreign woman, and, uh, and so they were, they were disturbed about that, more disturbed about him having authority over them. It was a deception there. It was an indirect kind of comment. And Moses' response in verse 3 of Numbers 12 is fascinating. He doesn't respond at all, and instead the scripture fills in, and Moses was the meekest of all people on the face of the earth. He did nothing. Aaron and Miriam coming after him. He didn't use force. He didn't defend himself. He quietly waited for God, and God showed up. There was the glory cloud enveloping him, and by the time that lifted, there is Miriam with leprosy. Moses didn't respond against her, but he fought for her. Interesting, the text says, please, God, heal her, please. He is pleading with God, to care for the woman um, who had defrauded him. He wasn't passive. First of all, he didn't use force, but he wasn't passive. He fought for her. We see a great example in the Lord Jesus himself, the one of whom he self-described, I am meek, I am gentle, and I am lowly in heart. And we see in First, in first Peter chapter 2, a little bit beyond what we read this morning, uh, but he shows himself as our savior, but also our example. And we see a fine, we see a, a perfect example of gentle strength under control. It, it describes him as one who was reviled. First, uh, Isaiah 53 says he was reviled, and yet he kept silent. He didn't open his mouth. He didn't defend himself. How easy it would have been for him. Imagine yourself in a similar situation. Guys, I'm doing this for you. What are you doing? So easy for that to slip out of our mouths. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he didn't open his mouth. And when he finally did open his mouth, it was to pray for them. That is the meek 
and gentle and lowly heart. That is uh, the Holy Spirit gentleness under control. Later, later would be the time for wrath. But right now, the time for gentleness. The scripture tells us, well, how did he how was he able to keep himself under that kind of control? He kept listen, this is the Lord Jesus. Of him it is said, he continued entrusting himself to the one who judges justly. He continued entrusting himself to the Father, who alone judges justly. Um, Friday, I had lunch with Jerry Zimmerman, and actually just a lovely, absolutely lovely time uh, with her. And uh, I heard a story that I had not heard before, and it was um, when Jerry was in high school, um, and uh, she was dating a guy named Jim, who some of you know. Um, he was a little older. Uh, he then went into the into the Navy, and, and during during that time, they would send letters back and forth. And then it became he was overseas, and then and then it became clear in her mind that she couldn't she couldn't marry him. And, and so she wrote to him, and she said, "I'm not ready. I haven't experienced life enough. I've got to just cut off our relationship." She said that in a letter that he received right before his foot uh, set foot in. Uh, in, in, in New Jersey, okay? He, he, he did communicate with her, and he did say, would you, would you give it six months, and then reconsider? In other words, we'll put it, put it on hold, but just in, in six months, we'll reconsider. Uh, and, and they lived only a couple miles apart at that point, but they did not see each other for that six-month six, uh, six period. Now, why I bring this up, what would you have done in similar circumstances? What would I have done in similar circumstances? I could imagine, in perhaps ways subtle or not so subtle, applying some pressure. I can imagine driving my car in front of her house slowly, or spinning the tire, depending on my mood. I could imagine showing up at work and making a scene, or just skulking. I could imagine some form of passive-aggressive behavior. But that's not what Jim did. Um, he was meek, and love is gentle, it is patient and it is kind. That's meekness. And meek does not demand. But the meek one does inherit the earth. <laughs> and at the end of that six months, he gets another letter. Um, Jim, I'm ready. <laughs> and they will elope within a matter of weeks. The meek does inherit the earth. Now, the forceful think that they will. Uh, the forceful uh, believe that success goes to the most aggressive. Uh, those aggressive ones come out on top. And yet God himself unsettles the conscience of the manipulator. 
unsettles the conscience of the one who is forceful and aggressive for his own ends. The scripture says their hearts are like storm-tossed seas at war within them, and they're never at peace. They may possess much, but they end up possessing nothing. The forceful think they will inherit the earth, and they end up with nothing. The meek, rather, do really inherit the earth. Once again, thinking this time of Abraham. Abraham and Lot, you recall, uh, were growing in size with the amount of possessions they had. They, the land couldn't contain them. And, and they had this conversation. Uh, Abraham said, Lot, we've got to split up. We can't, we can't occupy the space anymore. And then, and then he, said, uh, he said, there's Canaan over here and there is uh, the Jordan Valley over here. Take your choice and I'll go to the other. And of course, Lot chooses the luscious Jordan Valley, which is like a well-watered garden, and Abraham settles for Canaan, but remember, the meek inherit the earth. And God showed up later to Abraham, and he said to him, he said to him, look around, face north, face east, face south, and face west. It's all going to be yours and your descendants one day. Hang in there. The meek inherit the earth. This was not fulfilled during the conquest of Joshua. It was not fulfilled even during the expansive reign of Solomon. It is not fulfilled in this life, but it will be one day in the new heavens and the new earth. The meek inherit the earth. Now, you may not own one square foot of it right now. You may have no house, you may have no field, you may have nothing of this world's good, but one thing you know, it is God's world. And he has made the world to welcome you, to shade you, to feed you. He has created it to do that, and God is caring for you through the world. Psalm 104 talks that way. God has given you this home, and he cares for you as his guests. The meek do inherit the earth now. They do. In God's care, all that he's made for your benefit. In Christ, as the scriptures say, we already possess everything. Uh, We are infinitely richer than the one who claws and scratches, who swallows much but is never satisfied. We also look forward then to that full inheritance later. Imagine, Imagine being in an environment where the weather is perfect, the humidity is low, <laughs> it, it is, it is um, full of, of, of beauty, of health, the glory of, of creation in its, in now in its fullness. And, and imagine, you can't even put a, a time on it, but imagine something like 50 billion years of observing this world in all its beauty, remade, and then you wake up and you sort one day, I don't know if you sleep, but you, one day you say, that was day one of eternity. Every tribe and nation, one in Christ, we're able, we're able to suffer now. Um, it is worth it when we consider what we will possess in our, of our in, eternal inheritance. The meek 
but me too inherit the earth. The meek are those in whom the Lord Jesus has been working mightily, changing us. We ask, Lord Jesus, keep it up. Deepen it for your glory. Let's pray. Father, we are, we are thankful, amazed, grateful um, that you have us on a journey. A journey um, headed towards um, um, an eternity in, um, in glory. And we ask, Lord, that you would be working in the lives, lives of each person here, that we would delight in our Savior, in his mercy, and we would be living as those reflecting the meekness of Christ. Tame our hearts. Fill us with the Spirit. And we come to you as hungry people now, needing, desiring uh, the sacrament body and blood of Jesus. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.